sin. I'm so, so thrilled to come back and see all of you. Just keep trusting, keep believing in the Lord. So actually, we're, we're um, in a process of an outreach out in the wilderness. So many of you, if you were to ever, but I'm sure you drive 371 southbound, and you see all the rolling hills, then all of a sudden you see some uh, very decorative hills of stones. And says, but Loretta always tells me, asks, asks me or tells me, says, how come you don't take me out there in the wilderness? I kind of get embarrassed, but my thought is, what's there to see? <laughs> but I tell you, we get a lot of tourists overseas. Man, they come around, they want to see all these different formation of hills. I call them anthill. And um, rocks. So, anyway, today's, today's a day that's been set aside for children, Children Day. Achiniki ban sahakes, achiniki nil igogo. So a lot of us, uh, we tend to kind of see the difference between kids, children. So we kinda, I kind of want to show you some things from the Bible about what it says for us to hear today. But in the meantime, I, I would like to have uh, Loretta go ahead and start so she can take most of my time. So I'll share a little bit. Okay? So I'll let her start. We've been looking, today is a special day, and looking forward to doing this since, oh, way back four or five years ago. That's, uh, um, the Lord has been stirring in my heart to, to put another playground um, for the kids out there. So I've just been on my heart, just praying about it, and then um, uh, a couple years ago, I call him Ezarias, <laughs> Baba. He was only five years old. And um, that really just kind of, you know, pushed it. So we're going to do this now. We're going to do, put in another um, playground for the kids. It wasn't just this year, you know, it's been, it's been ongoing for quite a while. We've been planning on it. And, um, Last year, he killed he, he went home and the, at the end of March, right at that time when the Lord gave me a dream about him. It was just so awesome. And that it was a everything was just so white and the gazuba right there. And I was standing at the edge and a uh, saison. And then I was thinking, man, this is so beautiful, you know, thinking about the playground. 
um, that playground was probably on my mind at the same time and this dream came and I thought wow this is so beautiful and so there was just flowers all kinds of flowers all the way around and all of a sudden from my um, left side of Naada Ezariah came out he was running he was dressed in white he was running jumping up and down and he had a little girl by the hand he would not let go of that little girl's hand and they were just jumping and skipping and all the way around, around the gazuba. And I kept calling him, Azarias, Azarias. And he, he didn't hear me. He was just so happy laughing, just jumping around and going around with that little girl. And they exited out this way. And I thought, wow, what was that? <laughs> so, you know, even not you go. The little children are so precious. They are so precious. So don't, um, you hear the little baby crying but over there, that's music to our ears. <laughs> that's music to our ears. Those are the little ones that are growing up now. We always say that's our future, and yet sometimes we tend to push them aside. But this is where we come in as believers, as Christians, you know, we're grown. I want to read um, Matthew 19. I'm sure Ray was going to read this, but I'm going to go ahead and read all his scriptures. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Matthew 19, um, 13, 14, and 15. This was the time when Jesus uh, was ministering to uh, his disciples as they were going around ministering here and there, and the Pharisees were giving him a hard time. But all of a sudden, Parents, um, on that they brought their kids to him. That's where it starts, 13. Then were there brought unto him little children that he should put his hands on them, his hands on them, and pray, and the disciples rebuked them. But Jesus said, Suffer little children, forbid them not to come unto me, for of such is the kingdom of heaven. And he laid his hand on them and departed thence So this is where Jesus, the love that Jesus had for all the boys and girls, the little one. Um, the Jews had this ancient uh, custom that they always brought the little ones to the elders where they get blessed by the elders. So that's how the parents brought the kids over so that Jesus would bless their little ones. Amen. So um, they um, believe that the holy men, the holy men of God, these, these are Jewish people, the holy men of God, if they lay hands on their kids, then they will be blessed without need. So the holy men of God are sitting here, the pastors, you know, the Sunday school teachers, the Tahiti. So we, we, you know, it, we, we are allowed to lay hands on the children and bless them. And, and these are the ones that will be coming alone after us. They're going to fill our shoes. <laughs> Hopefully our shoes will fit them. They are our prophets, our prophetess. They are our apostles, our evangelists, our pastors, our teachers. This is who they are. Speak out, speak that out for them. On top of that, we speak out for them, we pray for them that they will be successful in what they do, whatever they put their hands on, 
You know, he's going to be successful. She's going to be successful. Yes, As they're being educated, even though in the secular world, but we here at church, we're putting down the foundation for them, amen. the spiritual side. For the yinek, that's a public Yeah, there's a lot of things out there in the secular world that they're being taught, which is not, you know, sometimes we don't agree with it. But as long as we do our job here in church in Sunday school, as long as you uh, Sunday school teachers do your job, do your homework, you're giving them the everlasting word. Amen. So you have a very special ministry if you are working with the children department. If you're not working with the children department, start thinking about it. Amen. Start praying about it. Yes. Get involved with the children's Amen. ministry. Because like I said, they're our future. Yes. They're, they're going to be standing here when, when we get so old and gray and we're out there somewhere. <laughs> they're going to be following us. Amen. So that's the reason why the, the um, parents, you know, back in the Jewish, the custom of the Jews, they always brought their kids forward for the holy, holy men of God. Right here, was Jesus. What was so special about Jesus that they wanted him to, you know, lay hands on their kids. Wouldn't you want Jesus to lay hands on your kids today? Praise God. So anyway, they brought the children. Uh, what happened? The disciples got upset. Jealous. They got jealous. They had no understanding of the importance of children. You know, get them out of here. Don't let them come near Jesus. The disciples were trying to push them away. And um, forgetting that just, just, just before Jesus was going around with the disciples and they were ministering to the people, they forgot that Jesus had just raised a little girl from the dead not too long ago. Yeah. Jesus took the time to pray for the little girl and raise that little girl back up. So, um, Jesus went and rebuked the disciples. Disciples, So these parents were we're not asking for something unusual or unreasonable. The disciples simply felt that Jesus was too busy. So don't think that you're too busy for the little children. Amen. You know, you know, I can't teach the children. When we approach them for to teach Sunday schools, so I can't do it. I can't. I can't stand them. I can't stand the little ones. Nita, try. <laughs> You know, I, I've been um, doing children's ministry all these years, 33 years that we've been here, ministering here. I tried all, all the classes, from the little ones, the babies, to the, um, to the teens. I really enjoyed them. So I went back and I started, I started working with the babies because it's, everybody is impatient around the babies. I just sit there and hold them and sing to them and 
walk around with them until they start smelling somehow, then I get the parents, come on, it's your turn. So I would tell, you know, there was just that joy in my heart that God had placed in my heart to do that. Thinking back, way back when we were growing up, my mother, I believe she, she said that in our, in our hearts. As far back as I can remember, it was always Sunday school for us every Sunday. Amen. It was, come on, time for church. Yeah. We couldn't say no because she'll give us one look and we know we had to go. Yeah. So we, she took us to church every Sunday. Yeah. And so when we started the ministry at Riverside um, Bread of Life, I knew the children ministry had to be part of it. So all these years, so many children have gone through our Sunday school departments. I see a lot of them, they're, they're successful in what they do out there. We see them, we run across them sometimes, and sometimes they come up to us, remember us, this is so-and-so that that needs that. And it's just so good, you know, it's just, just a fulfilling in your heart when you see them, when they come up to you. And um, you, you share with them, and it brings tears to your eyes and your heart, you know, and you're just like, oh, praise the Lord. You know, I'm glad, you know, I, I had that part in their lives where I was able to, to share with them the word of God. There's just that fulfilling in your heart. Um, so don't be too busy for the children as the Riverside Bread of Life here. Ado, you know, take time to talk to them, as little as they are, take time to talk to them. Make them feel special. When the yego, eya, you know, get them involved here and there. So that's what, uh, just this Matthew 19, 13, 14, 15, um, Children, as they grow, you know, they're, they're, they're gonna always remember what they've been taught in Sunday school. Because that's, that's, that was me, what was put in my heart when I was very young. That word, Proverbs 22, 6 says, train up a child in the way they should go. And then that, you know, I'm a product of that. The word was placed in my heart. So when I grew up, I wanted to do the same thing with my own children. And I, we taught them to come to church with us, with our grandchildren, the same way. Amen. We want them to go the right way. The everlasting life. That's how we taught them. So I just wanted to share with you. And also I came across, um, as Proverbs 22, 6 says, train up a child in the way that they should go. When they grow old, they will not depart from it. This was given by the Spirit of the Lord in, in one of the um, Willie George Bedahanosan. Through him, the prophetic word came out, and I wanted, I just want to read that to you. Proverbs 22, 6 says, train up a child in the way they should go. According through the, through the Spirit of the Lord, it says, who can tell what the children shall do? What steps shall they take and what deeds shall they do? Will they grow up to be strong or will they fall to sin's allure? Will they walk in righteousness, obedience? 
Will their heart stay clean and pure? This was the Spirit of the Lord speaking. There are some who walk in wisdom, for they see the vast source. For these little ones are, who are raised in victory shall soon become a mighty force. They'll grow up strong and be secure, not accepting defeat. Their faith will endure. They'll laugh at sin and all manner of disease. And in the places they walk, sin's dominion will cease. But they've been nurtured on the bread so pure and true. Satan himself shall tremble and say, is there anything these children can't do? They don't know how to be hungry. They don't know how to be sick. They don't know how to be defeated or fall prey to my tricks. Who filled these children with words of power? Who instructed them with might? I have not been faced with these before. They've been trained upright. Amen. Then God shall laugh at the enemy. For his little army has done well. They've taken dominion over all the earth and run the devil back to hell. Don't we? So these are our little ones that we're raising people, brothers and sisters. In the spiritual realm. They're going to know how to stand in the face of the enemy. They're going to know how to be overcomers in the face of the enemy. They're not going to let the enemy throw them around here and there. They're going to be respectful. They're going to respect their parents, their mother and father. They're not going to talk back to their parents. They're not going to um, talk down on their parents anymore. Because the word of God is alive and sharper than any two-edged sword. They're going to love their parents. Help out, you know. We need teachers, yes. We need people that are dedicated to teach the little ones. And get prepared as Sunday school teachers. Be prepared to teach. Don't wait till 30 minutes before class and then you'll be... Um, um, don't do that anymore. Prepare yourself the whole week and be ready for your children and teach them. Amen. Amen. And I just want to thank all of you. And I know that there was a fundraising that took place and we took part in it. And I, you all gave above and beyond. The Lord is going to bless back. What you gave above and beyond, whatever you need, the Lord is going to bless you back. Yes. And just so, um, Riverside Bread of Life, when we ask for, for you to give, we taught you that. When people need help, that's how this building, this whole place came to being. It's debt free, Gosa. Thank God. And the playground is debt free. Amen. Praise the Lord. Yes. And you guys raise close to twenty thousand dollars to pay for the whole thing. Yes. You guys listened to the voice of the Lord and you gave accordingly. I just want to say thank you and um uh share this morning. Thank you.
Okay, my turn. All right. Um, okay, always get tangled up in this mess. In there. Okay. Uh, Matthew chapter 2, verse 18. Let's start there. This is a very interesting verse. I'm sure once in a while you come across this verse. But we're going to talk about this verse. And this verse is going to minister to you. These words here are so important, so I'm sure it's going to be behind me. Okay, I want to read this verse first. So the translation I have is CEV, Contemporary. English version. Thank you. Okay. Anila Shaw. In Ramah, a voice was heard crying and weeping loudly. Rachel was mourning for her children. And she refused to be comforted because they are dead. Because they are dead. Let's pray. God Almighty. Your children are here, and you have sent us here to tell them the good news. Today, as they hear the word, they will abide by the word, they will be comforted by the word, and so thank you, Holy Spirit, today, the words that we will share together will be in their hearts, in their spirit. And I give you praise, glory, and honor today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Kwe anila shaw. Rema ki ine disets an. Yine ye chanah leko ado yish chako. Inda yo atego atindintle. Rachel. Bachin nas ahor chihi ya yicha. Now, the important thing is that fathers, mothers, grandma, grandpa, uncles, you see that we all were children once. We looked up to our parents. So here in this word here, there was a young mother, Rachel, weeping. What happened? We done a lot of service, a lot of funeral service, a lot of fathers, a lot of mothers, they asked, my son, my daughter, 
left so early. So they asked me, what do you think? Boy, it was a challenge. This is something that it won't be answered in, within a second. So it took me that many years to finally come across an answer. No sehit o hayu aninda kregonda haskai. Hat kida bet ilia. But here, I want us to look at some things. We're going to go back to the book of Deuteronomy. Okay? So if you were, if you are to, okay, open your Bible to Deuteronomy. And then I'm sure these verses are going to be behind me. The first one is Deuteronomy chapter 4. We're going to read 7 through 10. Look what it says. Ago did sa diki kodo benachin shop. Dei did tra. Okay, here, here, here's what it says. For what great nation is there that has God so near to it? As the Lord our God is to us, for whatever reason we may call upon Him. And what great nation is there that has such statues and righteous judgment, as are in all this law which I set before you this day? Only take heed to yourself. And diligently keep yourself, lest you forget the things your eyes have seen, and lest they depart from your heart all the days of your life, and teach them to your children and to your grandchildren, especially concerning the day you stood before the Lord your God in Horeb. When the Lord said to me, Gather the people to me, and I will let them hear my words, that they may learn to fear me all the days they live on the earth, and that they may teach their children. Another part in Deuteronomy chapter 6, 5 through 9. Deuteronomy chapter 6. Look at this. Look how he's talking to us. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. You shall teach them diligently to your children, and shall talk of them when they sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, and when you rise up. Amen. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. 
You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. Okay, let's see it now. All right, one more verse. It was already read, but I want us to see it again. Proverbs 22, verse 6. Okay, everybody shout, train. Train. Train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. Amen. Okay, let's look at these words. Think about these words. These words are so important. These words are so important that it will not leave you. That you're going to have to, whatever you are, wherever you do, you might have to revise your life on these words. Why is Rachel weeping? God is not a nigo, hashitego, di Rachel, joliego, a majaligo, chicha. Some of you sitting here, I taught my kids, I taught them well. Tsalega kodonan, tsalega quintzen. But somewhere in that stage, you forgot something. Now, I'm not referring only to little kids. Listen to me. This is what God showed me. Now, some of you are big kids. Amen. Your mom is over there. Your dad is over there. Hey, big kid. Focus. Nama nje. And now you disregard them. All over this nation, the situation is this way. All these verses, the key word is teach. Now some, some of you are very young. If you think you're ready for kids, you better, remember it says, write them on between your eyes. Hallelujah. Some of you are you very young. You want instant family. Hey, look at these words. Don't just think you got it made. Now some of these young kids, they get together, they think they got it, they think they're in love. Hey, they haven't have a house yet. Where are you going to put that little baby? Have you seen that mother, 18-year-old mother, just gave a birth to a child and threw him in the trash can? How devastating. She had never seen these words. She was never told these words. Now, 
But mother was there, anybody in the family never showed this young lady that threw the baby in the dumpster. Now what you, as you hear these words today, yeah, I'm old, Grandpa, Grandma, I've done my part. Hey, you got grandkids. You got little ones coming up. <laughs> so very reason with yourself. So the yeg on the kodoban nachem. So all these verses that we read. Responsibility. A children's day. Responsibility to love. Aha. Responsibility. You are mom. You're going to be a mom. You're a grandmother. Responsibility to love. The hardest thing in, in, in some of our life is love. You think it's easy, but no. There's many challenges, many consequences that you face, that we face. Sometimes we don't know what to do, how to say things. Mainly to our kids. We run our kids. We demand our kids. One good thing is this. I got two boys. The older one used to make him do this and that when he's watching TV. I want you to get this real good. Then all of a sudden I get him mad because father is demanding the son do this right now. And one day he comes and says, Dad, there are commercials on these TV shows. Can I do it during commercial? I tried it next time. He's watching his favorite show. Commercial came on. Hey, there he goes without me being told. I learned something. You need to learn something too. Somebody needs to point things out to you. Now there's all these years that We've been pastoring the local churches right here in Riverside Chapel, Riverside Bread of Life. I begin to tell, I begin to share with, share things, spiritual things, physical things to someone. And before I even finish, they say, I know. <laughs> so I never finished my story. I know. Then it came. Wow, they know, but they're asking me. Now, 
The point today, why is Rachel weeping? Let me go back. Let me go back. Let me stop here. So I begin to research. Where is this Rachel coming from? You probably have that question, huh? Sure. So the only place that it goes back is in the Old Testament. Jacob loved this beautiful girl, married her. But Rachel was not having kids. She was not having children. And then all of a sudden, Jacob come before God. Pray. Ask God for favor. God saw the need. Open the womb of Rachel. Joseph, Benjamin, two boys. But then yet, not too long from there, Rachel. In that process, Rachel, Yicha. Everybody else, all the women around her, they have children. Joseph. Adonana Benjamin. She died. Not too long from the birth of these two boys. She cried before she died. She cried. But God says, you're going to be mother of many children. Let me say this to you, all of you. There's time in this world now. There's time in our life we need to pray for children. Some of them are adults, children that don't care for their mom, their parents. These young adults that live in their mom's house, in their dad's house, they care less of what there is. So we need to pray. Now we're, our, our focus is on little kids. Now you have become a big kid. That's why I brought mom today. Used to take mom to the Methodist church with us. So today I said, Mom, we're going to Farmington. We're going to Fruitland. We're going to be fruity today. Ah, they eat it. Bina Kalishla. Put on your best. Shine your shoes. You're going to know it.
She's so happy. Now, responsibility to love. Responsibility to teach. Donating. There's one incident that happened in our life as a family. Loretta is a tough lady. A tough mama. <laughs> one day, she says, you think you're an adult. You're my son. Either you obey, you do what I give you, you're still my son. As long as I live on this earth, you're my son. I'm your mother. Amen. Love, teach. Okay? Some of the mothers, some of the fathers, they Amen. give up. They give up. You that are hearing, you that are listening, don't give up. Amen. You got a life Chore, responsibility Amen. is in your hand. Amen. Don't mock your mom, your dad, Amen. grandpa, Amen. grandfather. Nastas ligi nina nago ago beitlohe. There's a real good. Bible story about it. There's little kids that came out and here comes old Elisha, bald-headed, and they yak at him, they mock him, and guess what? Here comes Shashne. Shasha, it's called Bistin. So when I read those verses in the Old Testament, that means me, I got to respect my elderly. Nastas Linki Tinsen. Be respectful. Have compassion for them. That's where that love comes from. That's where that teaching comes from. The third point for you to remember responsibility. To protect the chasmus. Oh, let me share a little story with you. I come across this. I thought this was very neat. Let's use a, a little native Navajo boy. He reached the age of thirteen. He was under protection all these years until on his 13th birthday. Dad. Dad. Took his little boy into the woods. He blindfolded him. And he told his son, you're going to spend the night in this wooded area. So dad left. This boy throughout the night. Throughout the night he heard little twigs 
The little boy, 13 year old, thinking something is out there. He doesn't know what, but he's thinking this, whatever it's out there, is going to pounce on him, eat him up, kill him. Wow. So there's that love, there's that teach, and there's that protection. So all throughout the night, the boy did not sleep. He's way out in the wooded area. The morning came. He was so glad that the sun came up. It lighted up. Guess what? He looked, saw his dad standing there all night. So what do you think? Your children. Think about your children. Oh. Our kids, when we visit each other, then Loretta and I, we drive back at night. They always tell us, text us when you get home. That's to make sure that we made it home. So in about an hour's time, we reach home. And we shoot that text message. We're home. See? Which I thought is very interesting. So we got to focus on responsibility. We got to focus on strength. So today, there's a verse, another verse in Deuteronomy chapter 5, verse 16. All of us, we need to honor our father and mother. Amen. Amen. We got to give them respect. I'll tell you. And the last point I want you to remember is win. Shall win. Win. Everybody wants to win. So if you want to win, win your children, your grandkids, whoever, to the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Win them. See? That's so interesting. I believe if we come across about our children, So many times, the parents will say, can you come and talk to my kids? We never did. We talked to them as a father and a mother. That solved the problem. 
just by what we're saying to each other today. Responsibility to love, to teach, to protect, and to win them to God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, and even yourself as a dad, as a father, as a mom, as a mother. Win them to yourself. You're going to go a long ways with them. And I tell you, these are the words that came not a month ago. I keep asking, I keep seeking, what will it be? It wasn't three weeks ago. It wasn't two weeks ago. It wasn't even last week. It's early this morning. It's amazing for what came for me to share with you. Amen. Maybe some of these are as a reminder to you. Maybe some of these things are, you already know, you're already doing it. Do it more. <coughs> we have a responsibility. So really, some of us have big kids. They may not be with us, but they're out there, many miles away. But you're still the father. You're still the mother. You still have a chance, the responsibility to teach, to love them, to protect them, and to win them. So today, by these words, I want to read this again before I close. In Matthew 2.18, it's so, it's so important. Let me share it with 17. This is what it says, 17. So the Lord's promise came true, just as the prophet Jeremiah had said, 18. In Ramah, a voice was heard crying and weeping loudly. Rachel was mourning for her children. And she refused to be comforted because they are dead. Now today, statistics says all across this nation, there's more than 200,000 young people that don't want to go to church. Oh, you know, say he as chindan lini. Did ego tabadet no do de nizenda. I would believe it might have doubled by now. 
Wow, 400,000. Lot of kids. The grown kids. I could even involve the big kids. And they have kids. The mother says, so and so, it's not helping me. Just terrorizing this house. So we just begin to pray, Red and I. Let's pray. Prayer of agreement. So the next time we call each other, says, they're all right now. All by prayer. So the Zenigi Bay, so today, I'm believing you got a message to carry. You got a message that you're going to hang on to. Amen. Bentley. Praise God. So I just want to say thank you again to all of you. Amen. Hallelujah. A lot of you new ones that I've seen, you're welcome. It's good that you're, you're, you found a good teachable teaching. And I like, I like these guys right here. Udell and Heather. They're doing a good job. And they got a young couple back there. Pedro and Sharon. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. The fearsome four. <laughs> so help them every which way you can. If you can't do anymore, hey, give. If you're available to help out, hey, go for it. Amen. Amen.
But anyway, praise the Lord. So today we're going to dedicate that playground. Dedicate to that we love you children we love all of you and we put in a new playground for you all all of you so i hope you enjoy it okay praise the lord praise the lord And so all of you, you start to just lift your hand and prayer of faith for these children, okay? All of you. Oh, thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Jesus, Lord, thank you, Father, for your word. Father, from this day, strong Lord, they will be the alert. Thank you for understanding. the end of our revelation and this is the, the good part towards the end of revelation and we're going we're gonna to get to that we still got to get to the, the millennium the thousand years and um, <clears throat> but last week we talked about Babylon and let's kind of go back go back to um, revelation uh, 17. And let's kind of go back there again, then we're going to go to 18. Praise God. I, I just thank God for you. I thank God for each and every one of you for being here. And I, and I just pray, you know, every, every day, every chance I get, you know, that, that God will reveal to us, to you, His Word, and that we will get a better understanding. And then also, as we've been studying Revelation, you know, I just pray to the Lord God that, uh, you know, it's nothing to be afraid of. Nothing to be afraid of. You know, and then everything that we've gone through in Revelation, it's a good thing. It's a good thing because everything that God puts in His Word is good for us. It's good for us. You know, His Word is food for each and every one of us. Just as He says, man shall not live by bread alone, 
but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Amen. Praise God. So, um, and, and we, we, we read about His promises. We read about His protection. We read about, you know, God. He's our provider. You know, just everything that He is. You know, who God is. And one day, one day, we're going to come face to face with God. You know, and we're going to be able to see Him. You're going to be able to see Him. And we're going to be in that place, that beautiful place called heaven. You know, we're going to be able to, we're going to be there with all the saints, all those that have received Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. And then, even as the tribulation happens, those that make it out of the tribulation, we're going to be there, we're going to reign with God forever and ever and ever. You know, there's been, and as we look around today, there's so many things that is happening. So many things that is taking place. And all that is, all that's telling us is that it's getting closer and closer and closer for Jesus to call us home. You know, how many of you would have ever thought that we're going to be living in a time where we have to wear a mask? Yeah, never. How many of you ever thought that we're going to be living in a time that we're going to be we're going to be faced with a, a decision to make whether to go along to follow or you know and if we're going to follow who are we going to follow who are we going to be obedient to and it, it's a really really you know for a lot of people a tough decision you know because if you don't know God, if you don't have a relationship with God, you know, we're going to easily be manipulated. Easily be pulled. You know, easily. And, and now, we hear a lot of what's happening. And what it's coming down to is fear. Fear putting fear in people's minds, putting fear in their, in their making their decision. Uh, remember a couple weeks ago I talked about the, the Supreme Court had to make a decision? Yeah. And they did. They did. And they said, no, what you're trying to do is wrong according to the Constitution. So they put a stop to it. They put a hold to it. And I just praise God. Amen. You know, praise God. God, God is still on the throne. God is still in control. No matter what, it, it seems like, you know, there's days that he, it doesn't seem like he's around. But he is. He is. He, he is there. And um, uh, see, at, at my work, we, we were we were forced to make that choice if that were to happen. And and I submitted my my the question that they asked me. I submitted, turned it all in. And I, I just didn't worry about it. Amen. I said, Lord, it, it's in your hands. Amen. You know, whatever happens, happens. Yeah. You know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lose sleep over it. And, 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 and then just spending time with God, 
and, and just, just stake in him. So, so we, we talked about, you know, these things that are going to happen, these things that are going to take place in Revelation. We talked about the, 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 the trumpets. We talked about the scrolls, the four horsemen, and then the bowls, and then God's judgment, his wrath that he's going to pour out. And, we, you know, we talked about all these things. And, and to a lot of people, it, it seems frightening. But in the end, you know, there's going to be rejoicing. Amen. All the saints are going to rejoice. When you get to heaven, when you get to in that presence of God, what are you going to be doing? Yeah, rejoice. Praising God. Worshiping God. Thanking Him for His protection. You know, that, that what we've gone through, that we got through it. You're going to get through it. Amen. You're going to get through it. Amen. All of you, you're going to get through it. Amen. We're going to get through it. You know, this is not the, the, this is not the end here. This is not the way it's going to be forever and ever. You know, there's something greater that, that's coming. Something greater that's coming. So when we talk, going back to um, Revelation uh, 17, look at verse 1. It says that um, the one of the seven angels who had the seven bowls came and talked with me, saying to me, Come, I will show you the judgment of the great harlot who sits on many waters, with whom the kings of the earth committed fornication, and the inhabitants of the earth were made drunk with the wine of her fornication. So, so the great harlot, this woman, good or bad? Bad, bad right? Okay. A deceiver. Okay. And, and, and then right here where it says that she sits on many waters, we, we find out that waters are people. Because when you go read further down at the end, it's, it's going to tell us that. But moving along here, Look, verse 3 says, So he carried me away in the spirit into the wilderness, and I saw a woman sitting on a scarlet beast, which was full of names of blasphemy, having seven heads and ten horns. So now this woman here is sitting on a beast. So this beast here is the Antichrist, is the, is the devil, Satan. Because, so she's sitting on him, on Satan, on the Antichrist, who's behind all these things that is taking place. And then we talked about, uh, right here on verse, on verse 5, it says, And on her forehead a name was written, Mystery, Babylon the Great, the mother of harlots and of, and of the abominations of the earth. So now we're talk, we talked about Babylon. So right here, Babylon, we talked about we said that Babylon represented. America, United States. Well, no, not not United. Well, it could. I mean, it, it's just it. Babylon really represents the character, <laughs> the character of a of a of a a city that's full of sin, or a nation that's full of sin. Okay, and then we also talked about. 
a religious deception. Okay? And then we talked about, you know, going back to Rome, and then out of Rome, the Catholics, and then as an example, you know, how they, they, they use Mary. They say Mary. You know, they put Mary above Jesus. But um, <clears throat> also, now, as we, as we move um, forward, let's, let's go ahead and go, um, because actually go to verse 15, look at 15. It says, Then he said to me, The waters which you saw where the harlot sits are people, multitudes, nations, and tongues. And then go back here, actually go back to um, uh, verse 14. It says, these will make war with the Lamb. Who's the Lamb? Jesus. Yeah. Who's going to make war with Jesus? Yeah. And then, all, and then the beast and then all these, all these um, uh, sinful nations, okay, are, are going to make war with the Lamb. But look, what does it say? And the Lamb, well, what? overcome them. Praise the Lord. Look, and then it says, for he is Lord of lords and King of kings. And those who are with him are called chosen and faithful. Remember in, 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 in the word of God, he tells us, he says that you are a chosen people. A royal priesthood, right? So as we are believers, as we are children of God, we are cho chosen. We're called chosen and faithful. Praise the Lord. Now, go to, let's go to um, chapter 18. Now, Babylon, Babylon. Okay, Babylon. So this Babylon, religious or commercial? Yeah, okay. Both, okay. Religious Babylon and then commercial Babylon. Okay, so re false religion. False religion. Do you see false religion? Yeah. There's all types of religions. And, and, uh, and um, you know, like, like, like the Catholics, they, they, they believe differently. The Mormons, they believe differently. The Native American, the Native American church believe differently. And for me, what I always say is, is that, um, especially when it comes to um, Native Americans, because they always say, um, well, this is the way they did it back then, so we're still doing that today. Okay, where is it written? Yeah, go ahead. Are they saying, I respect my culture? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they don't they don't separate from it, and and um, and I always say, well, where is it written? 
you, you, there's, there's nothing written. Um, and and, and um, during Christmas time, we played a game. And it was like, it was with all the kids and, you know, everybody was, they made a big old circle. And it was like, probably like 10 to 20 of us. And then I whispered in the ear. And then it went all the way around. And when it came back to this side, it was different from what I whispered. You know, so somewhere it got lost along the way. So I would say whatever they're doing today, practicing today, there's probably some things that got lost and they changed it and then it, it's, it's here today. So like Native American church, they talk about the, the, the teepee and the, the peyote and all of this that they use and they practice. Did you know, you know where that came from? Nope. Is it? Does anybody, does anybody know? Yeah, it did. It did. It came from a different culture. South. Mexico. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And then they always say, well, we're, we're all praying to the same God. We're all praying to the same God. Okay? We went to a funeral meeting and my mom witnessed a little bit to them and then they said, well, we have a culture in Navajo way and it's all the same God. Mm-hmm. You know, and we were like, oh, no, it's not. It is not the same God. And, and it, it really, and I always just, I just pray, 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 pray. Because sometimes I, I always catch um, Jonathan Nez saying, you know, pray, whatever your prayer, pray. If it's Christian, pray. Yeah, if it's, you know, Native American church, pray. You know, and, and when he says that, I say, no. You know, I just come against that. I say, I rebuke that. No, in the name of Jesus. You know, that we're going to be a nation under one God. You know, one God. One God. We're going to worship God as a nation. You know, the God that's in the Bible. The God that we read about. The God that we know. You know, and I always begin to, 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 to pray that. And, and then last, last week, what I heard, um, there was, did you know? In these schools now, they're trying to start a club. And then what these clubs are is actually, a, they, they call it the Satan, Satan's Club. And there was a man that was interviewed, you know, he says, uh, kind of like using Satan. And they had Satan all dressed up and a statue and whatnot. And what he was saying, he was saying, he was saying that we're not... We're not practicing religion. We're just giving these kids a place to go where they can, they can do arts and craft and things like that, but all under the name of Satan. And, and I thought, wow. Wow. See, Babylon. 
religious Babylon, and then commercial Babylon. And the thing I don't get about that is like everyone fights so hard to get Jesus or church out of the school where you can't even say the prayer like they used to a long time ago. They used to be able to pray, mm -hmm. but now you can't even do that. You can't even put out a Christmas uh, religious Christmas card to staff because mm -hmm. I got in trouble for doing that when yeah. I was at work when I was at the school and you, you can't hand out religious Christmas cards. I was like, well, it's not their cards, it's mine. So. Uh -huh. And I think with the, going back to the people who are traditional, I think on some level they do know that it's different because I had a friend who is traditional and um, we would have... I, and some coworkers get together every morning and have prayer. And I usually lead the prayer. And I started with Isaiah 44, 6, where he says, I am the Alpha, I am the Omega, and I'm the one, only, only God, only, one and only God. And when I use that, that upset that person. I'm like, well, if you really believe that it's the same God, what's wrong with me saying that? So I think on some level they do know that it's not right and mm -hmm. it's not the same God. So yeah. otherwise, why get upset? So, so that's why uh, for us, you, me, children of God, according to the word, according to God's word, we, we're coming into a, a time now where, where we're going to have to be more bold. Yes, that's right. We're going to have to be more bold. We, can't, we need to stop sitting back. You know, we need to really get up now. We really need to move now. We really need to dig deeper into God's word and let him reveal to us what he's saying so we can start spreading that and sharing that with others, the truth. And if they accept it, they accept it. If they don't, they don't. We are going to do our part. You're going to do your part. So these two, um, religious Babylon and commercial Babylon, they're similar in this way. Both of them are under the rule of Antichrist. And then both of them are filled with blasphemy. You know what that word blasphemy means? Okay. But what, what does that word mean? Blasphemy. Claiming to be God. Okay. Claiming to be God. Good. Very great. I thought that was uh, denying the Holy Spirit. Blasphemy. Isn't it like talking against? Against God. Yeah, it's against God. Against God. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. An an act or offense of speaking sacrilegiously against God. Or, in other words, profane talk against God. Yeah, yeah go ahead. Go ahead, Doug. Um, so, um, that, like Religious leader and the um, in unity. And so he said he's the son of man. 
That's what the priest got mad and ripped his clothes off. And he said, that's blasphemy. So, biblically, we describe the Son of Man, capital letter Son of Man, you'll see that in your Bible. That's referring to Daniel chapter 7, who he saw as a God-man. And when he claimed that he was that person, that Son of Man, that's who I am, he says. He says, blasphemy, you were, who are you to be thinking of your God? Your punishment is death. That's what the whole story is right there. That Good. the whole Bible blasphemy is Jesus after. So the Antichrist uh, says he blasphemed against God, so he's claiming to be God. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's kind of what we what we've noticed, right? And as we've been studying Revelation, God imitated to uh, or Satan imitated to be God, and yep. everything just like we talked about last week. Remember, we talked about the the, the purple robe. Okay, um, so yeah, and then and then here's some more. Both of them hate the saints, and then both of them uh, not only hate the saints but shed their blood, and then both of them are associated with kings or kingdoms of uh, fornication. And both are under the judgment and are going to be destroyed. They're going to both be destroyed. They're going to both be destroyed. And um, if you go back into the Old Testament, let's, let's go, to, um, go to Isaiah. And then I'm going to give you some... Um, to write down, but let's 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 look at this in Isaiah, and look at uh, chapter thirteen. Right here in Isaiah chapter thirteen, it says that the burden against Babylon, which Isaiah the son of Amos saw, lift up a banner on the high mountain. Raise your voice to them. Wave your hand that they may enter the gates of the nobles. I have commanded my sanctified ones. I have also called my mighty ones for my anger. Those who rejoice in my exaltation. The noise of, of a multitude in the mountains like that of many people. A tumultuous noise of the kingdoms of nations gathered together. The Lord of hosts musters the army for battle. They come from a far country, from the end of heaven. The Lord and his weapons of indignation to destroy the whole land. Well, for the day of the Lord is at hand. It will come as destruction from the Almighty. Therefore, all hands will be limp, every man's heart will melt, and they will be afraid. Pains and sorrows will take hold of them. They will be in pain as a woman in childbirth. They will be amazed at one another. Their faces will be like flames. Behold, the day of the Lord comes, cruel with both wrath and fierce anger to lay the land desolate 
and he will destroy its sinners from it. For the stars of heaven and their constellations will not give their light. The sun will be darkened in its going forth, and the moon will not cause its light to shine. I will punish the world for its evil, and the wicked for their iniquity. I will halt the arrogance of the proud, and will lay low the haughtiness of the terrible. I will make a mortal mirror rarer than fine gold, a man more than the golden wedge of Ophir. Therefore I will shake the heavens and the earth while, be, while move out of her place in the wrath of the Lord of hosts and in the day of his fierce anger. It shall be as the hunted gazelle and as a sheep that no man takes up. Every man will turn to his own people and everyone will flee to his own land. Everyone who is found will be thrust through and everyone who is captured will fall by the sword. Their children will also will be dashed to pieces before their eyes. Their houses will be plundered and their wives ravished. And if you just continue to read, you can read that whole thing. Re religious Babylon, commercial Babylon, Babylon eventually is going to be destroyed. The wrath of God going to be judged. Um, so, so write down um, Isaiah 14. So finish reading this and then read Isaiah 14. And then read Isaiah 21. And then Jeremiah 50 and 51. Um, Isaiah 13, 14. Mm -hmm. Isaiah 21. Mm -hmm. And then Jeremiah 50 and 51. These here and what I just read are Old Testament prophecies regarding wicked cities. And then Ezekiel 26, 27, and 28 also talks about another city, which is not Babylon, but Tyr. Um, Isaiah 13, 14, and then Isaiah 21. And then Jeremiah 50, 51. And then Ezekiel 26, 27, 28. So all these scriptures that I gave you, these are Old Testament prophecies of wicked cities. And look how God describes how he's going to destroy these cities. And the same way he's going to, at the end, and, and we're getting to that point, that same way he's, he's going to destroy Babylon. Babylon is going to be destroyed forever and ever and ever. Satan behind Babylon trying to put himself as God, trying to put himself out there. Satan is going to be destroyed. Amen. He's going to be destroyed. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's a question. Praise the Lord. Yes. Praise God. Satan is going to be destroyed. 
Everything that Satan has put you through, God is going to step in. And he's going to destroy the city, Satan, and all those that follow him for you. You don't have to do a thing. Just right now, just keep praising God. Just keep worshiping God. Just keep thanking God. Just keep following God. Just keep digging into his word. And just keep sharing the word of God with others. It's all you have to do. People say things to you, let them say it. People do things to you, let them do it. Just pray for them. Just thank God. Just thank God. That's why I always, um, that verse, Exodus 14, 14. The Lord God will fight for you. Amen. All you need to do is just hold your peace. Yes. And, and, and how I look at that is God loves you so much that he's going to actually step in and he's going to say, he's going to put you here and he's going to fight for you. See, that's why this tribulation that's coming up, he, look what he's going to do. He's going to sound the trumpet and he's going to take you with him so that way you don't have to face all of that that's going to yes. It's your choice. It's your choice. Don't let the enemy deceive you and pull you away because he's going to keep doing that no matter what until the day comes. The day comes. The Bible is true. Do you believe the Bible? Yes. Let's go back now. Go back to Revelation. And let's go back to, uh, let's go to 18. Right here in 18. Right here in 18 it says, and then again here, look, it says, After these things I saw another angel coming down from heaven, having great authority. And then look, what does it say here? And the earth was illuminated with his glory. Whose glory? God. When God's glory shows, what, is that, what does that mean? What is that telling you? That God is making his presence. He's making his presence. See? That's the glory of God. That's why when, when we reign with God, we're not going to need the sun. You know why? Because we're in the presence of God. God, since we're in his presence, his glory is going to be our light. Yeah, his glory is going to be our light. And, and there's another scripture that... Um, that, that, that um, I'm, I'm not going to go to, but it's, it's a totally different. And, and um, I'll, I'll talk about that later. And when, I, when, I, when, I, when that was revealed to me, when I was in the hospital, I thought, wow. Because, um, okay, let me just talk about it. In the temple, in the Old Testament, okay? Who, who was in the temple? Mm -hmm, the priests. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's where the presence of God was, right? That's why they had the temple. 
So the temple has been destroyed. It was rebuilt, destroyed, rebuilt. Mm -hmm. Today it still hasn't been rebuilt. Yes. But in this, when, when Jesus returns, the temple is going to be there. And who's going to be in the temple? Well, yes, the Antichrist is going to try to get in there to deceive. But once he gets thrown out of there, okay, who's going to be in the temple? God. Jesus. Okay? Now, you're the church, right? Now, in the New Testament. Okay? And then the, the God, word of God says that you are the what? Okay? There's another word. Yeah, you are the temple. So guess who's in there? God. The glory of God is in you. The glory of God is in you. And I thought, wow. And when I was in the hospital, I just jumped up and I said, the glory of God is in me. You know? You know, all this thing that I'm going through, this sickness, this COVID-19... No part of me because God's spirit is in me. The glory of God is in me. Yes, that's right. And, and I just began to just rejoice. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. On this part here, when you talk about the commercial and the religious, mm -hmm. and um, Babylon the Great is taking control of those, it's like he's controlling the, the spiritual food and the regular food that we eat. Okay. You know what I mean? So what it comes down to is this spiritually deceiving mm -hmm. and then commercial talking about materialistic yes. trying yeah. to lure you in. Trying to say, look at this, this is what you need, this mm -hmm. is what's good. Because look what's happening now. Mm -hmm. Look what's happening now in this world. Look what's going on. Yes. When I was reading this part it said the merchants of the earth. Mm -hmm. You know, they talk about how the ships and the, the merchants were sad to sail. They yep. just think about now because yes. all of those ships are just being mm -hmm. knocked over in Los Angeles and yeah. in Florida and no one's able to sell anything. They're losing money. Mm -hmm. People aren't getting food. I saw a thing where there were hardly any groceries on the shelves in Albuquerque on Facebook. It's just... And, and, and just think, who's behind all of that? Satan. And, and then when, when, he's, when, when people see that, no food, the prices are going up, this and this and that and this. And, and if, if they're not believers or, or they just barely came to Christ or they're probably baby Christians, they're not, they're not strong in their faith yet. So what are they, what are they doing? They're afraid. They're afraid. I better, I better go do this. I better go do that. See, and it's all coming down to control. Mm -hmm. Control. Yeah. Who is controlling you? Hey. Who is controlling you? Mm -hmm. Satan's trying to, but he's not controlling me. Mm -hmm. I belong to God. Yes. I belong to God. I want God. See, I surrender and submit and give my whole life to God. So, so every day, every moment, when I'm in the Word of God, and I say, Lord, help me. Help me to, to, to be obedient to your Word, Lord God. See, I want God to control me through the Holy Spirit, yes. through His Word. 
See, that's how he's shaping me, forming me, and that's how I'm beginning to walk. And that's why when, when people say things, I don't believe it. I say, no, no, no. I believe the word of God. Because the world, remember, those that are friends with the world are enemies with who? With God. Okay. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Write this one down too. John 15, verse 18 and 19. And then that's where um, Jesus says that the world doesn't hate him. So the world, okay? The world. The world, okay? A combination of three things here. Religion, government, and commerce. Commerce, C-O-M-M-E-R-C-E. Commerce, commerce. Now, going back, okay, we stopped at verse 2 in, in Revelation 18. He cried mightily with a loud voice saying, Babylon, the great, is fallen, is fallen, and has become, look, and has become a dwelling place of demons 
a prison for every foul spirit, and a cage for every unclean and hated bird. Wow. This Babylon, the great that people looked at, that people followed, that people wanted to be a part of, that people thought that it was never going to end. Look what happened. Destroyed and became a dwelling place. Became a place, look at that. Became a place of demons. A prison for every foul spirit. And then for all the nations have drunk of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. The kings of the earth have committed fornication with her. That's a strong word, huh? Fornication. That's a strong word. And the merchants of the earth have become rich through the abundance of her luxury. Her luxury. Yeah, look, the merchants of the earth have become rich through the abundance of her luxury. That word luxury, this is, this is what I found. Pride, greed, and selfishness. Pride, greed, and selfishness. And I always say, I always talk about this. Where does it say in the Bible that you, 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 for you to not go to a casino? It doesn't say, huh? So anybody could say, well, it's not written in the Bible, so I can go. But you got to look at it this way. What does it cost? Exactly what I just read right here. Look, it, it causes pride. It causes greed, and it causes selfishness. That's why, through the Word of God, tells us, don't go to these places, because if you go to these places, th those things is what, what it's causing you to want, to do, to have. Don't be like that. As we keep reading here, he's going to tell us, too, to come out. Actually, let's, let's, let's read here. And I heard another voice from heaven saying, look, right here, see, come out of her. In other words, come out of this, this place, come out of Babylon. And, and says, my people, come out of her, my people. So who, who do you think God is speaking to here? Church. Yeah, my people, the saints, the believers, right? Yeah. And then he says, look, lest you share in her sins and lest you receive of her plagues. Wow. Materialistic things. I want a big house. I want five cars. I want, I want, I want, I want. Don't be deceived. Don't be deceived. And then it says, for her sins, right here, this, is, this was really, this is what stood out to me right here. For her sins have reached to heaven, and God has remembered her iniquities. Sins, look, for her sins reached to heaven, 
So in other words, piling up on top of each other. Sin after sin after sin after sin after sin after sin. Now, Babylon. Remember the Tower of Babel? Mm -hmm. They wanted to build this building to get so tall, right? Mm -hmm. But God said no. He put a stop to that. How many of you read that today? Those of you that are doing the one-year Bible? Okay, because that was in Genesis that we read part of it today. All right. Okay, now look. Verse 6. Render to her just as she rendered to you. And then now it says, And repay her double according to her works in the cup which she has mixed. Mixed double for her. So she's going to get repaid what? Double. Double. Did you know that in the Old Testament, in the Old Testament, uh, write this scripture down, Exodus chapter 22, verses, one, uh, verses 4 through 9. Uh, Exodus chapter 22, verse 4 through 9. Repay her double. In the Old Testament, it was required to pay back double in cases of theft. So, this is how Babylon may have made its wealth by cheating, by theft. And then um, that word um, render means to pay a debt or to give back which is due. And uh, there's, some, there's some scriptures right here, actually. Um, go ahead and write all these down, too. Um, Isaiah 52, verse 11. Jeremiah 50, verse 8. Jeremiah 51, verse 45. 2 Corinthians chapter 6. Verse 14. Chapter 6, verse 14. Yeah. Uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14. And then um, Ephesians chapter 5, verse 11. Um, yeah, 511. Because look, in verse 4 it says, And I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, unless you share in her sins, unless you receive of her plagues. So those scriptures that I just gave you, those scriptures that I just gave you right there, um, let, let's, let's go, actually, let's go look at Isaiah then you'll kind of get an idea here. Isaiah. Chapter 52. And then verse 11. Look what he's saying right here. He's saying, depart, depart. Go out from there. 
Touch no unclean thing. Go out from the midst of her. Be clean, you who bear the vessels of the Lord. See in Revelation, what he was saying, come out. My people, come out. See, what is God telling us right now? What is he saying to you? Come out. Don't, don't follow the world. Don't listen to the world. Don't fall, don't, don't, don't fall for the trap of, of the enemy, of Satan. Don't fall for it. It's a trap. It's a trap. This scripture right here can really open up a window. Because if you look around, look, what are they saying? You know, get a shot, get a shot. Like you haven't set up any home care. Get a shot, get a shot, get a shot. Wear a mask, double mask, triple mask. Um, you know, and then now there's, then now there's, now they're, now they're sending out vaccine um, kits. Why? I'm a child of God. And there was a scripture that, 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 that you guys brought out. Was it in Micah? It says that there's not going to be a second time. Right? Oh, is it Nahum, huh? Yeah. Nahum. Yeah, Nahum 1-9. Yeah. And, and, you know, that scripture, that verse, that's the word of God. That, that's his promise. And, 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 and here, as we read, God is telling us, come out, come out. Come on, don't fall. Don't fall for the trap. And if you read, read all those scriptures that I gave you, that's what it talks about. Um, Jeremiah talks about flee from the midst of Babylon. And then he says, my people go out of the midst of her. And then in 2 Corinthians says, do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. And then Ephesians, that one says, have no fellowship with the unfruitful work of darkness. See, come out, come out, my people, come out, my people, come out, don't be deceived, don't fall for it, it's a lie, because Satan is also the father of all lies. Come out of her, my people, unless you share in her sins. Now, verse 7. In the measure that she glorified herself and lived luxuriously, in the same measure, give her torment and sorrow. For she says in her heart, I sit as queen and am no widow and will not see sorrow. Therefore, her plagues will come. In one day, death and mourning and famine and she will be utterly burned with fire, for strong is the Lord God who judges her. If we follow, if we go, and if we, you know, we're, we're going we're gonna to go exactly where she's going, going to take us to hell. Going to take us to hell. And, and, and that's just not a place to, to, to be. So God is saying, come out. Yeah, go ahead. So like, after the Lord takes everyone the mm -hmm. first time, mm -hmm. and the people who are not believers are left behind on earth, eventually they're going to figure out that the, 
they're following the Antichrist, right? Yeah. And then he'll, God's going to do away with the devil and cast him, cast him down to hell. He's going to be, God is also going to send all those other people that followed the Antichrist with him, right? Is that, am I understanding that right? So those that choose to follow God, they're, they're going to they're gonna be God's children. And then in Revelation, because the only way that you can get saved in, in, in the tribulation now is to lose your life. So, that, you know, and if that happens, they're going to they're gonna come out of the tribulation. But those that submit to the Antichrist, see, and we read there that they're going to be marked, the mark of the beast. And those that are marked with the beast, those that, that, that choose to keep following the Antichrist, when he gets thrown into the lake of fire, they're going to also go with him. Yeah, it, it's it's a one one. I mean, it's it's a one shot deal, because you know you're either going to choose God, or you're going to choose Satan. Yeah, those that those are the ones that see see the, they're going to it's going to come in the tribulation, and and Satan's going to come and say, "Choose me." And they have a choice right there because of all this thing that's going on. And they're going to either be afraid, like, you know, oh, okay, and then they have no choice but to just choose. And then they'll get the mark. But if they, if they even though they're afraid, and they, they say, no, 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 because they realize that, you know, God and what, what they heard is true, and then they'll lose their life. So they're, they're okay. They're, they, they would they'd rather die and choose God. But, but look at now what we're living in. What are people afraid of? Death. Death. They're afraid to die. And then look, what is it causing them to do? It's causing them to choose the world. Causing them to choose the world. If you want to be saved, take the vaccine. I, I hear that. It's not true. The vaccine, yeah, you know, it, it could help you. It could help your body, but it's not going to save you. It's not. It might add a couple days to your life, couple months, couple years, but it's not going to save you. Only Jesus, only the Word of God, because His Word says that when you believe, confess, you will be saved. Amen. That's it. Also in that tribulation period, it's, uh, they kill you. I don't, you can't even kill yourself. Yeah. In that time, you're just going to have to suffer through it until Satan and his, or whoever, his people he puts in charge decide to kill you. So you can't even escape death by your own hand. You have to, yeah, you have to suffer through it. So right now, you're in a, in a perfect position to just choose God. You're in, a, you're in a, a good position right now to just surrender, submit to God, and say, Lord, I, I want, you know, and then ask for forgiveness. Repent, repent, repent. In other words, change. If you're not living right, change. 
If you're not doing something right, change. If your words are, are awful, change it. If your thinking is polluted, dirty, change it. Repent. Ask God to help you. Ask God to save you. Ask God to forgive you. That's why he put Jesus on the cross. But if you keep going and keep going and keep going, you, you don't say, well, God will save me. I'm a Christian. I'm a believer. I'll be, I'm saved. No. If you're not living right that day and the trumpet sounds, even though you're a Christian, you're going to be left behind. It's ser- it's, that's how serious it is. You know, be, be careful. Be careful. There, there are people that say that. I'm a child of God. I'm a believer. You know, so if he comes, I'm going. I'm going. And then they, then they live. Do whatever they want. They do whatever they want. And, and, and you know, yeah, go ahead, Ida. Mm-hmm. Okay, now, let's, let's end this right here. Should God's people, should God's people rejoice when judgment comes? Okay. Yes, true. But what should they rejoice for? What are you rejoicing for? Salvation. Okay, salvation. What else? Okay. Peace. Peace, eternal life. Because we know that day is coming, that day of judgment. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Somebody says something to you. Somebody cuts you off. Maybe your family is, you know, saying all kinds of mean stuff to you. Maybe, you're, maybe you have people that that you don't know or, or say all kinds of things. Just, just like you said, maybe you, maybe you minister to somebody, try to teach them the Word of God, but they just threw it back in your face and said, you know what, that's not true. This is what I believe. What you believe is wrong. And it hurts. It hurts because you love them. You want them to know the truth.